Flight first episode of 2024. Welcome back to Instructions Not Included with Jeff and Tori. We are ready to get these episodes out. Uh, we ended the year with excitement and readiness, but then holidays happened. Our baby got sick and we just really couldn't balance everything and we're still pretty much in a a learning process of how do we just get everything that we need to get done in this 24-hour period yeah i mean the title is very fitting instructions not included because we are new to the podcast world we're we're doing this project together and uh we just hit a little bump but we're back on track and uh, ready to get this episode out yeah and i think it's on brand with it being the start of the new year um, and kind of highlighting the fact that I feel like when a lot of people feel any sort of challenge or bump in the road for something new that they may want to be doing um, or something that is really out of their comfort zone, it's so much easier to just give up or kind of say, eh, maybe we'll do that again next year uh, rather than maybe learn from what's causing them inconsistencies so for us right it's hopefully we get to record a second episode today yeah i mean that's the goal and there's and there's nothing wrong with that life happens holidays take priorities time with your family uh takes precedence so it's just how how life works and and now as long as you keep on track and keep going for what you're trying to do that's how you keep moving right i mean if it's only that easy to say well that's what we're trying to do here yeah so we want to do uh we're super delayed with it but we definitely want to go through our 2023 year because we're hoping that it can kind of give any new listeners um just more understanding of who we are um kind of outside of the topics that we talk about just because we're so much more than those conversations um and so what a better way to give a kind of reintroduction of what to expect or kind of like what our life is like other than doing a wrap-up and maybe like a goal-setting um, conversation for this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, uh, for those of who are new to the podcast, uh, Tori and I, our husband and wife, are also parents. Uh, she's also a genetic counselor. I'm a business owner, real estate agent. So we wear many different hats. So we're trying to use this as an outlet to share as much as possible that we hope our audience finds value in, finds value in, can relate to, and really understand us and hopefully understand themselves a little bit more also. So let's just get right into it. Uh, the new year is always a time for new year new me and i feel like society's really made it um kind of cliche because a lot of times you know people just kind of say what they want to do but don't actually come up with an actionable plan to complete it um but i feel like with our prior 2023 we weren't able to do the tradition that we have of writing the goals or writing things that we want to manifest and all that good stuff. But I feel like we still had a pretty challenging yet. I feel like 2023 really moved us forward in our relationship and kind of our own personal lives as well. I mean, uh, 
we had the big move from New Jersey to Florida, uh, starting our real estate business all over, all while you were pregnant. And now we were became parents in the second half of the year. So it was uh, one of the biggest growth years for our relationship and most challenging to say the least. But I think that we handled it very well and we're just happy to be here and, and getting things started. Hanging by a thread. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> being a parent, <laughs> trying to balance a career, trying to balance your marriage, marriage relationship, it's it's a challenge. I'm sure most people can agree with that who are in a similar position. So uh, hopefully you can relate to this and, and learn more about what we've been going through. Yeah. Yesterday, we were able to take a nap instead of actually record these new episodes because we just took the opportunity to just have a afternoon nap and in moments like this we were just like what is more important our physical being or trying to get this episode out and we definitely chose a nap and it was glorious it was a great nap i haven't napped like that in so long uh yeah so i would you know when it comes to 2023 it's so easy to kind of compartmentalize like everything that we've done but what about like personally right like what is something that you think you're the most proud of um that you either like overcame uh that you either didn't think you'd be able to do in comparison to like your prior years um for me i would say it's just the interest in reading this may not be like a big thing for most people, but for me, I am I have a thirst for knowledge. I love learning. I love trying to improve my skill set to be better at like life, uh, my friends, family, whatnot. And reading was just one of those things I could never do. I didn't have the attention span for it, uh, especially in my 20s. But now that I'm older and my mindset has kind of changed, I somehow find the found the patience for it. So being able to read books, learn from them and really process them, not just to check it off the list, but to learn from them is something that I'm really finding value in. And I think will really change my life and the way I think from this point forward. I think you have to thank Easton for that, though, because I feel like if you didn't get sick of scrolling when we had to carry him for two hours at a time on the carrier or... um get him to try to sleep for his naps i don't think you would have had the even like the motivation to just sit down and slow down because i think that was really what your obstacle was as far as like your body couldn't just sit down long enough to actually want to read what's on the page because you're kind of like so task oriented that if you weren't going to be able to finish that book or chapter in a specific Mm-hmm. like task given amount of or and a specific amount of time that you've given yourself to do it it wasn't going to interest you because you want to be able to make sure that you complete that task but yeah. with easton having to yeah, you having to watch easton or you having to i don't want to say have to but with you watching easton um when it was your turn that just give you gave you the opportunity uh to actually like open up to something that you weren't able to do before yeah and actually the first book that i started reading that got me interested in reading was a book about parenting uh wonder weeks which was given to me by a friend by bobby 
Uh, shout out to Bobby for that book. Thank you. Uh, it was mainly to prepare myself for being a father. Uh, the book is just about different things to expect um, as the baby uh, is about to be born. And for me, I just realized like I haven't really tried to read leisurely uh, since grad school. And I think something that most people can relate to who don't like to read is just you don't have the attention span for it um constantly when i in the past when i've tried to read i'm thinking about things i have to do other thoughts in my head uh just not being present in what is uh on the book Mm -hmm. and now that i was genuinely interested in learning about how to be a father and understanding the importance of this knowledge that i'm trying to retrieve from this book I found myself in a totally different mindset of, wow, I can actually do this. I can actually read. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the past, it's been challenging to maybe do 10 minutes of reading, but now I catch myself doing an hour, hour and a half, and it's all, I think, just a mindset shift to, like you said, not be focused on, okay, I have to read a task. I have to read X amount of pages today. No, it's more of, I need to learn this because it's important. Mm -hmm. So do you think that, anybody can be a quote reader if they're able to find that one book that draws them in i think so so there's this one book i'm currently reading now the almanac of naval and (laughs) and some people may not find the books that i read uh interesting i read a lot of nonfiction, a lot of self-help business books and that's my interest And one of the things that Naval says in his book is if you could find something that you're genuinely interested in and and focus on that specific genre or area, that is where you'll ultimately start getting into reading. Like for me, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of myself, honestly, like I've. So the reason I say that is because, you know, with us trying to also expand real estate, you know, kind of see looking at other people's posts and what we find valuable or what we find engaging. Um, one of the one of the agents on our team um, would always do posts about like a specific quote he would read and how that may apply to like a given challenge in real estate or just kind of explaining why they found that type of, you know, why they found that quote so helpful. And I was just hoping that, oh, well, maybe I can bring this up to Jeff. So maybe that will be one motivator that he needs to find ways of providing valuable, um, like, conversation. And I can't believe that this, you just quoted something from that book because I just feel like that would have never been and it seems so small right but we never want I always remind Jeff that like I never want to categorize a success as small or big because I feel like when you view when you judge the impact of that success you're kind of limiting the additional potential that could come after just taking that one step forward right yeah. so it's like this is such a huge thing and i'm so proud of you yeah i know it's 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 a long time coming i think as an entrepreneur i've always been motivated to, to just try to be the best that i can and i would find an excuse not to read not to learn from other people the only yeah with the the agent that you're referring to is our team leader aaron novello he actually oh no not just aaron who brian 
Brian too. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of being so changing, not not necessarily changing, but being around the right people mm-hmm. to kind of show me what it takes to get to that next level level Mm -hmm. is what it took for me to get over the hump of reading and I think that could be applied to anything that you feel uncomfortable or not wanting to do yeah like I did not have the attention span for reading I did not find the value in it I thought I could do audiobooks or just learn on YouTube but the value of being able to read a book and just process it in a way that is more auditory where you can hear versus visual it's just a whole different ball game and i think that's really enhanced my skill set in a way that i didn't have before i'm curious if you'll ever like fiction because sometimes when you're reading fictional books you're you know books before they've come out to movies whatever um you're able to really imagine these interactions as your brain will put it together right so that's like based on your perception like a lot of books are not necessarily going to provide what a character looks like or sometimes they do and then that's why when certain people I can't believe we're talking about books right now but that's why when certain people watch the movie after they've read the book sometimes it's a huge disappointment because it's almost like what you imagined was even better than what was actually like put on the screen yeah i i think i will eventually just because i've learned to grow to love reading but in this stage of my life i'm just so focused focused on learning uh that's just my priority but i just remember when i was in high school um eyes of the dragon that was the only book uh i can't remember who the author was that was the only book i've ever read that i genuinely enjoyed that i didn't spark note or i didn't uh just skim through and it's just you're right. I could see the visuals. You can use your imagination and it's just a way of entertaining yourself uh, using your mind rather than just visually on videos or yeah. YouTube. But just bringing it up like as far as like you read that what you said high school. Yeah. I think the American education system also prevents people from actually wanting to read because it becomes like it's not your choice of what book you want to read. You're forced to read certain things that have been in the curriculum for like 20 years and are so outdated and are not relatable. Sometimes they are, you know, um, sometimes some of them are tough reads. Sometimes some age. classics are like, I don't know. I feel like they're a must read. Um, but then it's like, yeah, like spark notes came about because you're just forced to read and then do a report and do things that are not as, motivating to actually read just to read but you're reading it to be able to like submit it on and not on your own time um so yeah so i'm really proud of you for for that yeah i mean it was huge for me and it's something that i think has brought a lot of value to my life and like i said if there's just something that you are working on that's being a little difficult for you it's a matter of finding what can you do to make yourself get started and then once you figure that out what can you do to make yourself keep going and if it's a matter of finding an interest in the thing that you're trying to do or removing the friction from what's keeping you from doing the thing that you're trying to do that's just a way I kind of went about it but with that being said what about what about you what have you taken from 2023 that you think was a major step for you being flexible um not in the physical way but um I lived or I live in a very rigid 
system Mm -hmm. um, as far as like schedule, what I expect of myself, like if something doesn't happen in the time, the way it's like end of the world. Give give, give an example. So what what do you think that something that people can relate to that you've shown senior growth? So having a baby is definitely a mirror to the parts of you that you really need to have more patience or give love to. Um, And for myself, it's a matter of, you know, we can't as much as we want to have a routine for Easton because we're so used to routine. That's what gives us security and comfort. And it's like, a false sense of control of what's going on in your life and like the way my anxiety works is like I need to have all factors taken care of um to prevent the worst case scenario right but then sometimes that allows for just overthinking um and so when you know when Easton was born one I had I think we've talked about this. We had like a birth plan, you know, we did all this. We, I I did everything I could think of to try to get him out on time or like, you know, within the expected time frame. And from the time that he was even like conceived, it was completely outside of our control. Mm -hmm. Um, from, and then even from when he was born, it was like, well, I'm going to come on my own time and I'm going to come out in the way that like is the best for me. Um, And while I had the autonomy for those scenarios, it was still not on my time. I had to learn to adapt um, to, I had to learn how to adapt to the outcome I did not expect. Although I prepared for them, it was still like, I don't want this to happen. You know, I didn't want a C-section. But then at the same time, it's like how things unraveled or how things occurred when you look back on it hindsight it's it was just the best for all parties you know and then as far as you know learning how to be a mom um I feel like I myself are uh, I'm very impatient with learning how to be quote good at something um like just growing up even if I didn't understand how to do like a certain math problem or like I tried to do piano, if I wasn't good at it, I'd get easily frustrated and then I just want to quit. So it was like one of those things of, um, and my parents would kind of just say, you know, would think that allowing me to quit would be the best thing for me. But that kind of developed into this really impractical way of viewing myself of like well if I'm not good at it then I shouldn't do it right so but am I going to do that with being a mom no so it's like one of those things of being flexible as far as like you can have a goal you can have an intention but sometimes it's going to appear in your life in a very different presentation of course yeah And like, um, so Easton is really showing me that like with his skin issues, his reflux, like there's so many things that like society has made moms feel bad for. And I feel like society puts this pressure on and I've just been, um, I've kind of just been like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
a product of society in which shows that you have to have everything together all the time. You have to be perfect. Like I am still a little like self-conscious about what I look like now after pregnancy, you know, and it's like I and we, you know, we're doing the Spartan race and I don't even know, but like forcing myself to lift weights and to do like the the wads with you like hasn't given me the same enjoyment as finally bringing myself to go do yoga Mm -hmm. you know so that's kind of what i was saying like you found a way to get yourself started Mm -hmm. you're sticking with it and eventually that'll give you the result that you're looking for and i think everything that you're saying is not something that is uncommon i think most people kind of are anxious about like uncertainty or not having plans like just to give a little insight in our dynamic uh the way i approach things is i have a plan but i also have backup plans in my head in case things go wrong so that i can adjust on the fly and i know we've spoken in the past that's not something that you're a little that you're not as comfortable with but i think with your experiences being a mom it has kind of helped you I I wouldn't phrase it that way. I feel like you have backup plans, but the way that you approach life is I want to get to Island A and if my plane doesn't work, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's I want to get to Island A and the plane isn't working. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm not going to pack my bag now because until we figure out what's going to happen. But you would like so merrily still like pack your things and think like vacation's going to be great. And for me, I'm already dreading. And then we still end up getting to the island and it works out and it works out. And it's the worst thing when you say, see, you didn't have anything to worry about. And, and that's why we have such a balanced dynamic. And I think I a lot of couples, <laughs> a lot of couples are that way. There's always one that's the planner, one that kind of follows along or there's it's kind of even in a sense. I think we're pretty even. I think it's not so much the planner. I think it's so much like how you approach those plans. Again, it's the rigid rigidity versus the flexibility. You're very flexible. Mm-hmm. I'm very rigid with how these plans have to happen. I'm very rigid with like how we prepare for these plans. And for you, it's very like it's not loosey-goosey you're still very organized but you're just flexible and we used to get into well we still get into you know little tiffs because sometimes I view that flexibility as you don't care as much right but again just going back to learning how to become more flexible because of raising Easton it's like no this flexibility is actually a form of like self-love in a way of like you don't have to like you don't have to do everything you don't have to be this way all the time because it's impossible to run on time all the time it's Mm -hmm. impossible to have everything you know if I forget like oh shoot I forgot like this medication it's like okay well we'll just go buy it yeah but like to me it's like oh why did I forget that like how could I be so like um irresponsible and it's like there's so much judgment when things don't happen in that timeline and so being Easton's mom is showing me that like I love that kid with every ounce of my body 
And just because I may mess up of like, oh, I forgot to give him his like famotidine. It doesn't mean that I don't love him. It's just there's so much going on. Yeah. And I think that's what you said kind of best describes it. It's a kind of a type of self-love, giving yourself that leeway to know that life happens and that just because you don't do something the way you expect does not make you a bad person, a bad mom or incapable. So I think that's a huge thing to kind of grow with in 2023 and help you grow even more in 2024. I think it also like that also resonates right with just like this podcast of like we wanted to record every week. We want to like release episodes weekly and sometimes, you know, it just wasn't going to work out. So it was like, okay, do we put out content content that we're half-assing or do we just kind of wait until, you know, we can give our all to this as well? Yeah, I think like it killed me that we had to stop. Yeah. We were out of rhythm and then you can't help but think, oh, what are people going to think? They, they gave up and they stopped trying. But, but we didn't. We're here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're here again. We realized we need to refocus, focus on our son, focus on being parents, focus on holidays in our new home and just getting back on track and creating a system, a, that a system works. and workflow that works better for us. Yeah. So now that Easton's in daycare, that kind of gave us a little support that we needed in order to do this more regularly. But not realizing that daycare can also be a hindrance because of all the germs that are there. Yeah. First weekend, <laughs> first week sick. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I think also availability of like social media and like, and I'm so guilty of it because I love doing a good like, and with that said, the 2023 season comes to an end. Like I love reflecting on those posts. Um, and all of like the amazing things that like you may not realize you're doing like when you're in that day to day, like mundane routine. And then when you are able to look back on it, it's such an amazing reminder. But I feel like it's also a little tone deaf when like a lot of people are struggling. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is is crazy times right now. Struggling, whether it's because they're you know, they, they've lost loved ones and they're lonely. And it's so, it's like, um, on top of that, like medical issues that like make people unable to really enjoy. And people are just like, Oh, just look at the brighter side of things. And it's like, well, sometimes I just can't, you know, sometimes there's just days and definitely with postpartum, it's like some days, no matter how positive I will wake up, there's just stuff that just you can't control and it's like you just have to go with it and so I feel like certain missteps and failures of the year are also so important to like look back on and I hate when I see posts of like people being super vulnerable about like a miscarriage or like being super vulnerable about like something going on in their life and people are commenting like why are you recording yourself crying and it's just like I get it's like weird but at the same time it's a sentiment of like those people are just uncomfortable with not seeing like perfection and happiness because they're trying to escape their own life does that make sense or, or yeah or even processing emotions I think like crying is always looked at as a negative emotion when in actuality it's it's just an emotion it's what makes us human so i think 
the highlights of social media, the all only like trying to see positive things on social media, that's not real life. To see like struggle, to see um, issues that people are really having and the willingness to share that and be vulnerable and transparent is something that is underappreciated, uh, especially today. And I think that it's important to kind of normalize that kind of dialogue and, and not be so caught up in oh, they didn't continue the podcast, they're failures. It's really just understanding that everybody's taking steps to be where they want to be and the path to get there for most people are going to be different. Yeah, and it's not going to be a linear thing. Like even with real estate, like remember like when I got the first deal and then I just didn't get any deals like months till months later, I was so harsh on myself. I was like, okay, this is definitely just like beginner's luck. And you're like, no. Like, you know, just hang in there. But I am I was so judgmental on um, just myself. And, and again, it's just like by I feel like just by showing your human side again of us, like we're we're on our own, like we don't have help here, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like while we have the privilege of working from home and being more flexible with our schedule, like we're still the only ones taking care of Easton. And I feel like when you only show all of like the highlights or when you're only showing all of like the the positive outcomes no one really sees that like okay that probably took 10 times to complete or like that took x amount of times to like go over like even with this right we tried yesterday and we're like yeah and then it's just like getting into the groove of everything again it's just no one has their shit together and I feel like people try so hard to say otherwise but it's so exhausting to pretend like everything is okay all of the time it's just a matter of like embracing the journey i remember when i first started in entrepreneurship the culture back then was fake it till you make it and and that eventually evolved into like grind culture if you're if you're not working you're not busy 24 7 you are not successful and things have changed i think as people get older, people get wiser and the ideas of vulnerability. The age is not equivalent to maturity. Fair. I think as people um, become more educated, uh, I think that what? what would you, you don't say? need education to be maybe aware, more aware. Aware. Yeah. As people get more aware, I think there is beauty in the struggle. There's beauty in the journey. And that is just how evolution takes place. If you're only... Can you can you define struggle though? Struggle to me is just the appearance of failure. It's not doing something that you expected to do and not having to hide that or mask it in any way. So going back to let's say the podcast, um, not being able to keep on the schedule of a new episode every week that to some people may be looked at as a failure in actuality it's just the one of the steps in this very long journey that we're taking so it's a matter of just kind of like zooming out realizing that every experience is positive or negative is a learning experience uh in this long journey of life and it's a important to kind of be present and understand the situations you go to not going through and not being so hard on yourself Mm -hmm. and taking every experience for what it is and and which is a learning experience or like what's one word that you want to describe 2024 
It's a good question. I think it could be anything you want to work on or I think it's just growth. Um to put it in simple terms, I think to this point you and I have kind of worked on our relationship together as a couple, um becoming coming together as a dynamic uh as a married couple and then building a foundation. So I think the years before this were about creating the foundation uh, giving us some support to stand on. And now that we have that stability, it's time for us to get to that next level and grow. So now that we've got the house, um, we have the emergency fund, we're more comfortable, we are getting a feel for being parents. Now is the time for us to be better in all facets uh, of life uh, to, to keep, go to that next level and, and feel that growth. What about you? I want 2024 to be about patience and grace and all the words that I feel I really need to like give myself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, having a baby, you know, it's not their fault that they (laughs) like it's not their fault for anything that they do. Right. They're just learning how to live outside of the womb so it's like if that's how we were born like why have we been um why have we been conditioned to rush the process i think i want to make 2024 about just slowing down and giving myself that grace being patient and open to um you know our our personal goals and just not putting so much pressure on myself on what I look like right now, what people may view me as, you know, a wife, a mom, and and not feeling like I have to meet anyone else's expectations mm-hmm. um, and not even like meet my own expectations as far as like, because my expectations are like very ego-based. So it's like just not judging myself with anything I do which is very like hard to it's it's a very broad but it's also like the root of a lot of my like insecurities or like the root of a a lot of why I you know growing up I wanted to give up so easily yeah I think that's why the the phrase says uh you're your own worst critic yeah so hopefully everyone's had a safe new year Um, when this comes out, it's already going to be like the middle of January so quick, but that means, um, you know, holiday season is coming to an end. It's a time to just really reflect and appreciate how far you've come. And if 2023 was just about surviving or even all the years before this year is all just about surviving, um, just kind of knowing that this can be a year that you finally just can flourish beyond survival. Definitely. So otherwise that's it for us. Yep. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. One episode (laughs) down into 2024, hopefully more to come. Yeah. So, um, in the meantime, um, please subscribe to this, uh, follow us on Instagram at, um, Jeff and Tori. (laughs) 
at Jeff and Tori. I forgot my phone number the other day, so I'm not surprised. At Jeff and Tori, we're about to like get a TikTok. Thanks to Natalie. Hopefully we get that going. Um, Shout out to Natalie, our our third team member who is the who helps us more so with like the summaries and her amazing writing skills um but otherwise yeah subscribe share hopefully this you know finds you well um and in the meantime let's keep living our extraordinary lives together peace